Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. We're thrilled to have United Intentions Radio join us here on Angel Heart Radio to inspire you with your own intentions and how you live in the world. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome to The Good Intention Show, coming to you live on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions one intention at a time. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Yes, this is the Good Intention Show, where you will meet people who live life intentionally and hear about things they're not telling you in the mainstream media. And now, here's the truth seeker, the snake charmer, a legend in his own mind, broadcasting live all over the universe, your host, Mr. Tim Ray. That's obnoxious. <laughs> no, that is one of my favorite movies. It's the about the cable guy with Jim Carrey. Yeah, and uh, I just can't get enough of that that character. And I love that man. Um, if you've seen the uh, ever since I saw the graduation of the video, I'm sure you've seen it too about the Marahashi University of Management, where he talks to the graduates. Oh my God, Susan, you got to see. Yeah, that. I don't think I've seen it. Um, and uh, and he uh, he just he's just he hits it on hits it out of the ballpark. I mean, he really does talking to these new graduates and he's, with his sense of humor, you know, and then his seriousness. And he's like, I have no limits. I am I am I cannot be contained because I am a, I am the container. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he gets into like you you have a choice. It gets a little serious because you have a love you have a choice in life, love or fear. Mm-hmm. You know which way you're going to live your life. And he's he's hitting up these new guys. And so many people will go to the fear. Oh, well, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's a default button, really. Mm-hmm. You know? And and then of course he gets in. You know this guy he he can make a joke out of seriousness. He yeah, really can. Well, that's the best humor. Right, yeah. Uh, I could watch I could watch it over and over again. And uh, and by the way, this is going to be one of the videos. It's like a 30-minute video. It's going to be one of the videos that we're going to have on our movie night when, cool. we, when we launch the site. Jennifer, yeah. are you getting pretty excited? Yeah, very okay. excited. Well, I know we've been, we've been working the min, burning the midnight hour and, and crossing our T's and dotting our I's, trying to get this out in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you exhausted yet? Uh, very. Yeah. <laughs> <Beyond>. <laughs> well, I mean, I listen. I know if anybody's working harder at this right now, it's you. And so I appreciate everything you do. And I'm making that announcement on air with millions and billions of people listening. Everybody in Radio Land should Every, know how wonderful Jennifer is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All that she does. You know, that's an understatement, really. So uh, anyway, we're getting very excited that we're getting ready to launch. In fact, I had uh, Don Martin on from he's a CEO of Aquarius, the magazine, and uh, we're becoming good friends. And by the way, we got to book him. We, we talk about aliens in April. One of my, one of my favorite topics, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I could talk about it forever too, and I get some really good stories on that. Um, and so we, he was just saying, "No, Tim," and I was showing, giving him the preview of the site and, and the, the rebuild. 
He's like, wow, you know, this is going to be great. He said he can't wait to get in and start beta testing himself. Cool. And if you, anybody listeners like the beta test, just contact us and let us know um, uh, what, you're, uh, what you think would be best to... Uh, uh, just give us feedback give us and feedback input. Yeah, exactly. So I think, um, I think that that's, uh, yeah, it's a little bit better. Mm. I think that um, with, with the site launching and with beta testing, we probably should be good to go within 30 days once we do a soft launch and then we'll do a hard launch later on. So it's coming guys. It's in a couple of weeks. <laughs> be prepared. Guess, guess what? It's it's happening. It's, it's finally here. <laughs> Put on your dancing shoes. Put on your dancing shoes. All right. Before I introduce our guest today, which I'm sure you all know who it is by hearing her voice, um, Jennifer, tell us who, what, who's coming up on Friday and what do we have coming up and uh, who's going to be coming up next week, I think. We have Avril, who's coming back on Friday, and you guys are going to be talking about past lives, I believe. Oh, wow. What a topic, huh? Who talks about past lives? I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but who? To- I mean, you don't, you don't hear that on Fox News or MSNBC, do oh, you? Lord, no. 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 <laughs> just want to keep your mind shut. You know, if I had my way, I'd tell everybody just stop watching the mainstream news. Just stop it. Just go get all your information from the internet. We all need Screen the contrast. I know. I know. We need the con- yeah. So they have a place in this world as well as everybody. Thank God. <laughs> Boy, I need some help with that. So. Um, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Jennifer. No, that, that's just who we have on Friday. And then next week we have um, Susan will be back on March 4th, which oh. will be the following Friday. And then we have David Chatsfield. David Chatsfield. Mm-hmm, who will be a new new guest. And we'll, what, get out what, some, we'll get out some information on that. Okay. We're still trying to narrow down exactly what we're going to be talking about. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we have in the studio, um, do you find that on there? Yeah, find out, find out on there. Today we have on the studio the one and only Susan McDowell, and we are today. I'm so happy to so happy to be here and happy for you to uh, yeah, see that. Yeah, good morning. I know. Uh, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks. And today we're going to be talking all about relationships. Ooh, we got a large audience interested in this one. I know, right? I mean, and this is every kind of relationships. The right. stuff we talk about can apply across the board. Across the, yeah, I agree. It could to apply. your partner, right. yeah. uh, your parents, your children, your coworkers, sure. your boss. Right, right. Um, all the principles are the same. You know, it's funny because I wrote I wrote down uh, like. 20 or 30 or 40 different no, typical problems that causes problems in relationships. Mm-hmm. And they were, it's more acute around the romantic relationships, but I bet you majority of it can be... It can be applied can everywhere. It can be applied for all relationships. Yes, it can. But so, of course, we will talk about those romantic relationships because that's where most people are interested. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, we, we take <laughs> But our, I, I like to say it can be applied across the board because we all have all these other relationships as well. And sometimes the thing that is the biggest thing for someone is trouble at work, you know, just getting along with their coworkers or their boss or whatever. Yeah, and that could be the predominant – and not only that is a predominant – it could be a predominant relationship issue, but that also could affect your romantic relationship issue. Yeah, absolutely. If you take it home with you, it's going to hurt. Which brings me me to one of the 50 different problems you have in a relationship, which (laughs) – um, it, you know, which which kind of happens without you even realizing it, I guess, because people often that what they do is they they um, they just they're so focused on whatever their issue is at the time that it's so easy to take 
take advantage take advantage of your personal relationship with someone, your emotional mm-hmm. your romantic relationship where you just take them for granted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens so quickly, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It's a very easy I mean, for people they're, they're, to do. Yeah, it's like it's like when you first get involved in a relationship, they're, they're like the princess and you're the prince and <laughs> they could do no wrong. Yep, and the honeymoon you, phase. Uh, you would never, ever, ever try to do anything or say anything to harm them because you love them so much. Yes, you know? and then what happens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then people don't pay as much attention to the upkeep of, of their relationship as they do to the upkeep of their car. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. If we would give the same attention, regular checkups, see how we're doing, uh, shine it up, you know, love it, yeah, yeah. appreciate it, all the things we do with our car to our relationships, um, that would clear up a lot of things right away. Yeah, you know, but, you know, but everyone goes through this, so there has to be something that it's easier said than done. There has to always, be some always. fundamental natural, I don't even say the word natural is the right word, but common and conditional, maybe conditional is a better word. Uh, it is conditional. That's where a lot of the problems come in. And it all comes from our parents. Yeah. <laughs> I blame our, we blame our, I blame our parents for everything. There we go again. I know. It's their fault, not yep. mine. Then you have absolutely no power to do anything about anything. <laughs> when you blame anybody else. So get that straight right <laughs> off the bat. Even when you're blaming your partner, you're off base. You're out of your center. When, when I was in uh, college, I was getting my psychology degree, and I was like, man, I'm going to go all the way to get a PhD. I want to be a psychologist, psychiatrist. I'm going to fix everybody. And, and, and I want to deal. <laughs> I, I want to deal. I want to deal with all you know, all people's issues and fix, like I said, fix them and problems. I'm like, oh my God, thank God I didn't. I mean, <laughs> my, my hat's off to all the psychologists out there and psychiatrists because what you do is God given. Because I, I don't know literally. I could sit in a room and hear somebody complain about their parents or their situation for an hour, even 50 minutes. Yeah. I'd have to cut it down to 45 minutes. Yeah, well, that's where the therapy that I do differs. Mm. I never go into the negative stuff for very long. Right. Just enough to know it's an issue for the person. I, you know, I want to know what is it you bump up against all the time and hear just what the thoughts are that you say to yourself about it all the time. But then we get right from that over to solution-oriented right. and thinking, uh, showing how you think, how you focus to change what you want to be different. Um, but as long as you keep focusing on the things you don't want, you're going to keep getting more of them and they will get bigger and bigger to give you the opportunity to see what you're doing. You know, it, to me it's amazing because I've seen a lot of psychiatrists, psychologists really benefit and help people mm-hmm. with their psychotherapy or whatever the whatever their style they're using. But there has to be at some point, like you said, the principles of the law of attraction, the principles of vibration, universal vibration, that where you fo- what you focus on is what you will create. So perhaps releasing that big part of that traumatic experience you had as a child yes. is an important release. And it, I do it can, that. It can transform people. Yeah, yes, right. yeah. we do. Definitely, you have to experience the feelings around the issues. Right. Um, if you cut yourself off from that, you're not going to get anywhere because the feelings are everything. And within our bodies, we're, whenever we're wounded in any way growing up or being other than our true self at the time, we shove those things down and then they're stuck and stored in our bodies. So there definitely is merit 
right. to getting to the emotion, releasing it. It just releases the discharge mm. out of your body, which is creating tension and then further issues. For, and, and compounded is being suppressed for year after year after yes. year. Yeah, so the, you definitely get to that, but then you get on to how to deal from right. then on. Oh, I forgot to mention, too, if you're uh, listening in and you like to call in and, and and jump into the conversation in reference to relationships or you tell us about your relationships. Yeah. Uh, you can dial 646-668-824 something. That, <laughs> that lamp is right in the way. Oh, he can't see the number. Sorry. 8246 646 I mean, I can't put it in a worse place than right there. We have too many numbers to remember. <laughs> but, yeah, give us a call, and uh, we could uh, maybe ask some questions. You could ask some questions on what's going on or give us some insight, too. So here's some, here's some top reasons why relationships don't work out. Okay, see if we Give can, it to us. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go over the big ones first. Well, they say the big ones like, you know, cheating in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, Money's usually one of the top three. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's usually what they they put in here. Uh, what this little ad I put out here it says lack of responsibility regarding finances, Chil- money, <laughs> children, health, and yeah. yeah. But it, it really is because I mean, there's some people who just have. Uh, there, it's almost like a disorder when it comes to money. They either spend so much, and to me, it's almost like it's almost like it's uh, it's um, uh, bulimic or it's mm. it's anorexic that that where you're not you're not eating or you're you're, e- you're eating too much and, and then letting it go because it's a control issue same thing with money you're spending mm-hmm. the money because it's a control issue well money will exaggerate your issues absolutely you know that's what it does it just exaggerates your own inner issues money's just another form of energy um but it really people uh attribute so much to it they put so much importance on it when it's just another form of energy well, they, so they put too much. They put so much importance on it that it's more important than the relationship, more yes, important than the other person often. in some situations. Yes, right? yes, it affects almost everything they do. Yeah, the old, because we need money to live. That's just part of our society. We can't trade cows <laughs> in this day and age with the electric company. Yeah, we should. But, <laughs> yeah, that know, would be really I nice. Know, right. Um, what's it, what's they, what do they say? The uh, saying is when when poverty comes in the front door, love flies out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it, you know, it, I get that. It's funny, but it, of course, it doesn't have to be that way at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it just kind of tells you where you are in the relationship, and how grounded you are with each other, mm-hmm. how well you're connected to each other, and deeply involved. Because if you didn't, if you did have that connection. All the poverty in the world coming in wouldn't throw you guys off. You mm-hmm. know, if you well, po- it's still understanding the principles, the universal principles, because the same principles that we apply to relationships can be applied to money uh, and everything else. It's all the same principles that everything operates by. And a lot of the time, it's funny that people will get them in one area. Oh, I'm great at making money, but my relationships suck. They're so dysfunctional. And it's the thing. I feel you're talking about me. (laughs) Am I I that obvious? (laughs) Stop looking at me, Susan. Stop looking at me. That's funny. (laughs) But it's, um, what did I just say? Money. Oh, that there are, are certain areas of life where people just believe, but that one is hard for me and the more hard you think it is you blow up its importance and then it's more difficult to apply the principles because you blow out of proportion what this thing is that 
and you tell your brain, this is where I have a problem. This is where I always run into a problem. And if you hear yourself saying that or things like talking about interpersonal relationships, people so often that they're dying for the good relationship. But if you followed them around and heard what their main conversation is with their close friends, it's all the good ones are taken. And I always screw up my relationships. How come when I walk into a room and there are 10 men, I pick the one? That is not going to be available. <laughs> emotionally, <laughs> emotionally yeah. available, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the that's the subconscious mind kicking in, and and I, you know, to me, enough in my psychology background, I could see where you, and it really is a lot to it when you say you end up marrying your mother and your, or yeah. you end up, mm-hmm. end up marrying your father, mm-hmm. you know, and if they're either one of them was emotionally unavailable, then then you're going to repeat the pattern. Well, and, be, because your neural pathway has been conditioned to believe that's what you deserve. You know, every relationship has its per- partner deserves, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 we'll talk. And it's also what is familiar. This is the yeah. pattern that I know. Yeah. And so you recognize that familiarity. And you can, and you hear again and again that people keep having the same relationship with different faces. Right. And they think this time it's totally different. <laughs> and usually three to six months down the line, they go, "Oh, I can't believe I did it again." I know. The same old feeling starts coming <laughs> yes. up from the depths of hell. But this seems so different this time. <laughs> so it's really important to clear up your own issues. Um, so often people think uh, they, they want a relationship, want a relationship, but when I get talking to them, I realize where they're at at that moment, your relationship will always mirror and match your vibrational stance, who you are deep inside. So, so often when I talk to people, I see that I don't think you would want the relationship today that is a match to where you are today right i th- i don't think you would be as happy as you think <laughs> <laughs> that's the law of attraction yeah so you're, you, you're attracting whatever you're ready for it, and and what you're a match to yeah. and what you're ready for of course right um so it's really important to clear up your own issues uh around relationships around love and of course loving yourself is the prerequisite for having someone love you well. That's such a hackneyed saying, you know. I mean, what does that mean anyway? Yes, you know, exactly. Loving myself. What does that look like in a day-to-day? Because it, It's treating yourself like your own best friend. The way you, would, you think about how you want someone to treat you, but rarely do we treat ourselves that well. And so it's catching ourselves when, and it's, it's a lot of mind chatter that goes on how we beat ourselves up inside of our mind. Um, and it's catching yourself doing that and replacing it with soothing and loving thoughts. Well, you said in the past too is, is to treat yourself like a, a little child. Yeah, how that you, makes how, it easier. How you would treat a little child. Yeah, you think of the most adorable child that you can bring into your consciousness. It could be a child of your own. It could be someone you've known at some point, or it could be just make-believe. Yeah, and it, it could child just be within. that you haven't met a child like that, but you you envision this the most adorable, innocent child. And then you imagine in the same situation what you would, how you would talk to that child if that child, say, fell down when they were trying something new. You wouldn't 
yell at them and tell them how dumb and stupid they are and they never do anything right. And Well, some people would, but <laughs> in a healthy relationship. Right. And But that is what we do to ourselves. Oh, I feel like a fool. I'm an idiot. Those kind of messages are what brings someone to you. If you criticize yourself regularly inside of your own mind, you better believe you're going to bring someone in who's going to help you criticize yourself. Yeah, because that's what you're, you're attracting. That's exactly. It's like, like attracts like. And it, for the people out there who don't, not even never heard that concept before, stop and just think about what you're saying to yourself at this moment, or when a situation occurs, what do you say to yourself? Because that is the dialogue that's you're talking to that inner child or that child of yeah, that that emotional abuse. And it really is most it of the time is. it's emotional abuse. And imagine yourself saying that to a tiny child, child. and you'd think be appalled. How, you'd be appalled. You would think that was an abusive, horrible person. Yeah. But that is how we talk to ourselves so much of the time. Who wants to be involved with something like that? How can anybody be in relationship? It's with not it? fun. No, because I, I mean, how can anybody be in relationship? Because all of us, most of us, have you know that type of negative talk. You know, <laughs> no wonder relationships are so challenging. That's why we have the largest divorce rate that's ever been. <laughs> You know, happening yeah. now because 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 what happens then is once we bring the people into our intimate lives, that self that negative self talk is then projected and transferred over to the other person. Exactly. Right, I don't. Okay. Thank God, I don't have to say this to myself anymore. I'm going to say it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. And that's what we tend to do. So in the beginning of a relationship, which we call the honeymoon phase, what happens is something in that person triggers the love inside of yourself. And the first mistake is that we believe that the love we're feeling has been given to us by this opposite person. Mm. And yes, they are giving us love, but the love that we're truly experiencing is the source of love that's within our own hearts, and this person is triggering and activating that love. Right. So our first mistake is we look at them and think they're the one responsible for me feeling this wonderful love. That's a projection, right? There. Yes, that's a projection. So it's there's several things around that. It's I can't stress enough the importance of going within ourselves, doing like regular daily meditations and 10 minutes a day is even fine. That that will help you so much because each time you go within and you find that quiet place, you're literally strengthening your, your connection to that love, to that higher self, higher guidance. And it will get stronger and stronger and stronger the more you do it. So that's important, and that's an important step in self-love. Um, but what did I say at the beginning? You were, you were saying about the uh, independence um, um, reference to the, uh, well. So we're in the honeymoon, know, phase, honeymoon, yeah, honeymoon phase, and we yeah. believe the yeah. other person is responsible for the love we feel. Right. So that lasts for a while, and it feels so wonderful. Doesn't it? I mean, it's like, that's our it's dream. It's almost an addictive love. People just love to be in those type of relationships, and they well, go from one to the next. Well, because that's because they don't fun. grow yeah. into the next phase. And why it is addictive is because no matter what people are seeking, whether it's a job, money, relationship, health, all these things trigger this connection with what we're really looking for is the connection to our inner self because our inner self has all those things together. Right. When, when you tap into it, it's the reality of real abundance that gets going, which affects everything in your world, the real feeling of love that gets going. So the more you get that going, the more love, the real love is reflected all around you because you're becoming it and emitting that mm -hmm. all the time. 
Um, yeah, that's. Uh... So when we think someone else is responsible for the love we feel, then if they turn their attention elsewhere, we are devastated because they can take the love that we think they gave us away. And that's where all the problems come in. And that's when, when that starts to happen. We all know a little bit after a while, the veil starts kind of coming down and we see the hair in the sink. <laughs> yeah. And so as we start doing that, we start going, oh, what else is there that I need to prepare myself for here? And we start looking for their faults because we think we're going to protect ourselves if we know what their faults are. And little by little, as we do this, first of all, we're focusing on what we do not want more of. And by focusing on it, we're creating, we're creating more things. What you resist persists. So their faults are going to show up. Oh, my God, and that too? See, it's so simple. That's such a simple concept. If you could just embrace that concept That alone, alone would help clean everything. your life up in yeah. every way. Yeah. But as we do this, we're focusing on their faults now. And what starts to happen as we do that is our own heart starts slowly closing down again. Mm. And we eventually go back to the same level that we were at before we had this love, before we met this person. And then we think it's their fault. Right. And so that starts the cycle going. Now, if you get to this place, and everyone pretty much does get to this place in one way or another eventually, where it's not as bright and shiny as it appeared in the first place. <laughs> so when you get to that place, this is the, your test for deepening your relationship because love can go to deeper and deeper and higher and higher levels eternally. It's scary for people. That's why they don't It's very them. scary. Well, and, I, and I think what you're saying is so true, and I don't want you to go further on it, but just that I think when people get to the point where because I've been in plenty of relationships before where you know I could tell you this person does not want to go deeper they're still running from away from themselves right and you know and it's just like oh man you know come so, on you so know? do you yeah. think you were running away from yourself oh absolutely when, absolutely. when you see that yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is yeah. when you see that right and and it is scary to truly truly love and I mean with or without a partner just in yourself going out in life it requires you to go into your vulnerable place, and it requires you to surrender to love, which means giving up control. Right. It's giving yourself over to the love and the guidance that comes with it, and not preparing your list of in your head of who I am in every situation, and this is how I act in every situation like that. And it requires, again, being in the present moment is the only place where love is. Because in the present moment, you're not self-talking yourself yes. about future issues or past issues. Exactly. Because if you're present, why would you say that to yourself? You wouldn't. You'd be like, oh, that would be insane to yes. say that to yourself. Yes. So it really comes down to the self-talk, I think, because if you're not aware of what you're saying to yourself... That's exactly what you'll be saying in a relationship. You will, Eventually, I yes. can totally call it. You will it. bring that to you, no yeah. matter how it looks when you first right. find it. Eckhart totally but, calls it the uh, the the pain body issues, and yeah. usually pain body issues doesn't come out until like ninety days right. after that. We bring all of our past pain that we've never healed with us everywhere yes. we go, and then we and start, it eventually shows up and, and gets triggered. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you get to this phase of a relationship where it seems like it's not as good as it was, right? The trick here is 
instead of going and preparing yourself by learning all of their faults and focusing on them and, and what pe- trying to fix them yeah well what people think is if he would just change that yeah. or if she would just change this I'd this would be pretty good yeah you know or but that can, never yeah. ends yeah. because then another thing comes up and they need to change that and as long as you think that anyone outside of yourself needs to change for you to feel okay, you're out of your center. You're off the mark, and you have given away your power to them. That's the sign. That's the telltale that, sign. Yes, that's it. So as soon as you start blaming anyone for anything, you're off. You're off the mark. Right. And it doesn't mean they didn't do something that everybody would say, yeah, that sucks. You know, that's horrible. You could have all your friends in agreements that they're the villain, but that still doesn't make you in control or in your power of what you really want in life. So the key when you get to this place with someone, and this can be applied, like I said, to your coworkers, your boss, your children, everyone. If when you start finding fault or blame with anyone else, if you will sit down with yourself and remind yourself of anything you like and love about that person. And if it's somebody, if it's a partner, there's probably a lot of things. You can always go back. And I also tell people when they first get in a relationship, when they're in that wonderful phase, at that point, if you would write down how they make you feel, all the things about them that you love, because then it's right there in your consciousness and there's emotion with it and it re- you can really feel it then. And you will be able to use this list later on when you need to, when it's hard to generate these wonderful feelings. Funny you say that because I did that in a past relationship. And we wrote it down in the beginning, and it was great. And then we looked at it maybe a year, two years later. <coughs> what was I thinking? Well, it was, it was more like yeah. we were both looking at each other like, holy, how the hell did we get off track yes, like this? Yes, that's know? what it what can happened? do. Like, you know? how did, Yes, where did this all go off the rails? Yeah. So if when it starts going off the rails, you bring that list back out, and then if it's someone like a boss or, or somebody that you don't have a huge list about, there's even if you found one thing about that person that you could really admire and really like, you know, um, and you only focused on what you liked about that person and you just change your mind every time the blame or the criticism comes into it. If you just shift your focus about, but I like this, I really like this about him. And let me see what this thing that I like about him is good for. And see, you know, and so you just keep focusing and bringing to mind the thing you like about that other person, ignoring the stuff you don't. That person, first of all, you activate all the things that you like within that person just from your focus. Your energy is focusing on their energy. It's activating that good part. So that person actually is feeling when they're with you the best part of themselves, and that always feels good. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love being with this person. For some reason, I always treat these people horribly, but when I'm with her, I feel wonderful. Is that the chemistry you think, that piece that plays? That's part of it. That's definitely part of it. Um, Because if you you didn't do much work and you feel different towards one person or another, and you could say there's a chemistry, but that was because there's a vibrational frequency going on You can create it, you know, by your focus. You can make relationships that aren't so good way better by doing this. And then what happens is 
that person, when you're really good at this focus, that person can, when they're in your presence, they can only bring you that good part that you like. It's, it's a, an energetic fact that that's what happens. So when you're with them, that's all you're seeing. That's all you're getting. So it doesn't mean you're being airy-fairy and ignoring the other stuff, but what you're doing is really creating your world that you want. So what happens in, in a relationship like that, either this person, you re-trigger the good parts, they feel it, they want to be more of that because it feels so good. So then they come up in vibrational level with you and you're back on track and it feels great and you're growing forward together because uh, hopefully both of you are learning to focus this way. But even if only one of you does, what happens is if they are not, willing or cannot come up to that level they will fall out of your life because their vibration no longer matches yours so it, it simplifies things so much when people come to me and go i'm thinking about breaking up with this person but they agonize over it you know and oh it'll mean this this and this but the truth is if you do this focus you don't have to break up or leave anyone just switch your focus and watch how the energy works it, it, relationships really are a crisis of perception, isn't it? Yes. And if you get this going, if that person doesn't come up to match your vibration, what will happen is they will fall away and a person who matches your vibration will come in to match it. So you're you're just great no matter what by doing so this. So you don't have to get on... Dodge Match.com, or whatever it's called, or Tender, or you could just use your own Match.com in yes. your head yes. by just creating, you know, what what perception, what what uh, what relationship you're looking for. Believe it, put the emotions in it, create that intention for it, yep. and then you'll track whoever you want. And you you can, well, can still, put a lot of people out of business. Susan. I was going to say we're still we're not downplaying any kind of people find lots of people on those sites, but you could apply this. Right. And make that site so much more efficient for sure. you. Right. You wouldn't get all the losers that you're deleting all the time <laughs> showing up if you're doing this kind of work. And the only reason you're attracting losers because you had that loser mentality. Exactly, because you were thinking again. Like, I always like attract losers. losers yeah, Every guy I've I'm met. I'm a loser. On always attracting losers. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. No, but that's you know really. Boiled bold down to it is all relationships are self relationships. Yeah, every single I mean, it, one is about your relationship with yourself. And then if you even throw the metaphysical aspect that we create our own reality, we're really creating our relationship with ourselves. So why not focus on the self talk? Focus on what's going on in your head. Get into the subconscious aspects of what you truly are saying to yourself or your inner child, your little boy, your little girl. Yeah. And change the dialogue. Once you change that dialogue, what you're saying is the law of attraction kicks in and you start attracting people who reinforce that new. Now that yeah. just goes to show you. And this is where, you know, people say like in marriages and, and in every marriage, there's a lie because when you meet someone and um, you're going to be happily ever forever married ever and ever. And you know, yeah. this is it. But if we're at that level in every marriage, and usually people get married when they're in their twenties, and that's just a common, mm-hmm. a common marriage, a high point. There's mm-hmm. an idealistic aspect. So of many marriage. people say, if I reach thirty yeah, and I'm, I'm not married, married I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Yeah, that what mean, a yeah. thing to put in your head. Right, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and then because all you do is pushing it off or yes. pushing the right person yeah. away. Yeah, and it know. shows total fear. fear You're yeah. petrified. Yeah. yeah you know. Exactly. So you make this 
imaginary cutoff date and you think the universe, you're threatening the universe. Right. Well, I'm going to kill myself if you don't bring it by now. You know? Universe, I will win. Yeah, again, I will win. Yeah, trying to control everything and thinking you actually can do that as on the, the outside. As the universe laughs in yeah. a nice, yeah. subtle <laughs> way. You know? Oh, it's poor child. <laughs> yeah. um, Sweet, innocent thing. thing I know. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a hell of a relationship yeah, now. Yeah, here, take this. <laughs> <laughs> so it really comes down to that, and it's amazing because I get it on an intellectual level, and it's another thing to get it on an emotional level. Yes. I mean, and you, I could go. You could, people, you know, and I'm good living uh, example of that. People could go years intellectually understanding things and then not emotionally get until bam yeah. it hits you one day yeah. wow okay. the first step is usually intellectual understanding it makes sense to my mind yeah okay i believe this now what do i do about it right. and then the next step is we need to grow into what we know intellectually we need to become the experience of what we know and that takes time undoing all the old messages that have been going on for so long and the old patterns are set deep because they've been going on long. So initially, any kind of this work takes some effort. You need to start addressing the thoughts that have been going on forever and ever. But like anything, with practice, it gets easier and easier and easier. Yeah, and it actually feels good. Well, that's the whole thing, too. <laughs> if you're alone doing this, and like you said earlier, people will fade and fade away. But when you make a commitment to be married to somebody for the rest of life, and you're... Um, you're in this process of growing. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with your self-talk. You're creating a perception of this relationship. Either you either manifest that person to grow with you, mm -hmm. or that person's going to disappear. Right. I mean, this really comes down to. So that's what I think they're saying that in every marriage is a lie. But meaning that if you're not willing to grow within yourself mm -hmm. and with the other person mm -hmm. on a daily basis, there's chances are. One is going to disappear. Somebody's going to grow, and yeah. the other one's not going to come along. Yeah. That's usually a lot of what breakups are about. Right. And so well. what do you think all the type of distractions are due to in a relationship, and I'll just list a few of them here, um, are due to, I guess it's really coming down to, it's probably due to, that like you are saying earlier, is not the focusing on what the what the what, priority is, you know. Mm -hmm. but, on like, what you want. Right. You want to focus on what you want and not focus on what you don't want. And, and these are these are some fundamental things that people complain about every day, and these really there are probably more signs. But one of them is perceived lack of concern, care, and consideration, attentiveness, attentiveness, feeling the relationship is one-sided is a big one. Uh, significant personal disappointments and traumas that lead into to change your relationship dynamics. You know, your partner's in prison or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. that could be a big. I mean, how do you grow that way? Right. Mm -hmm. I, but you can grow anyway. Sure, sure. Yeah. Long-term depression or, or other mental health issues suffered by one partner, and the other par partner has to deal with somebody who's depressed. If you ever been in a relationship with a seriously depressed person, I'm sure it's it's a nightmare. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, these are specialty issues, yeah, course, but yeah. that is horrible. And yeah. when somebody is depressed, it's normally because they are not letting themselves flow through the feelings they need to flow through to get out of the depression. Because usually the next feeling that comes in our nature that tries to lead us out of depression is anger. And in our world, anger is not very welcome, especially mm. from a woman. Women are really taught they are very unappealing, angry. Men are taught that's an acceptable emotion because they don't really want to cry out loud usually. Right. Um, but if you will let yourself, like your nature is trying to pull you out of depression by anger, 
Now, if you will let yourself stabilize in the anger and really feel it, again, it can't just be an idea. You have to really feel it. And that doesn't mean taking it out on the wrong people. It means dealing with it in yourself and feeling it completely and finding a way to express and let that anger out of you. Now, you don't want to live there. When people live there, it's because they don't fully deal with the anger. They just keep letting it shoot out at the wrong people because it releases the steam buildup. But it doesn't actually go to the bottom of the anger and bring it out. So once you get to that, and sometimes you'll need someone to help you get to that, um, when, you, when you've been there, you stabilize it, you feel like you have expressed it, and the big charge of that repressed anger is, has moved, then you can move to the next level, which might be frustration, something like on that order. But what happens in depression is so often our nature tries to take us out of it, and we get a bad response because we're being angry because we don't know how to do that properly and healthily. Then when we feel that, we go back into the depression. We stop the anger from coming its full circle and we fall back in the depression. And so many people in depression will tell you that they go into the cycle of depressed, angry, depressed, angry, depressed, angry. And you never get out of that. And then you do want to kill yourself. That, yeah. just, that just is a horrible place to live. Sure. Um, so again, uh, you either go to a professional or you have a partner that maybe understands this and helps help you, you get, get out of that, through that, that stage. and doesn't make you feel ashamed because right. you're feeling angry. Really, so bottom line is all depression is anger, and anger is this lack of being able to be your authentic self. Well, it? depression is the, the literally depressing inside of ourselves some deep-seated feelings that we will not deal with or don't know how to deal with, and we don't, or we don't even know we need to deal with that. Right. That's what depre- depression itself isn't anger. It, it's a, you know, pushing deep-seated feelings down so hard. But, you know, you can't feel anything. That's partly what happens, that yeah. you get in that black hole. where. And the, then anger it, anger is just... A, the a, tool to b- lift you out of but that. But anger itself, the, what, what brings you out of anger? Is it hope or is it... Uh, no, hope is too far from anger. Right. Usually frustration. Once you really express the anger, right. you'll go into frustration. You may go into revenge. Revenge, and, and it's... Each person knows what the next emotion is, because, and it can be a little different yeah. for each person. It's just subtle differences. But you know that you've reached the next highest vibration because it feels like a little bit of relief. And when you're on that low end of the scale, you, you can't jump into hope and joy and all those things yet. That's too far away from depression and anger. Right. So you'll go into the next place that just gives you, yeah, that feels even like the thought of revenge. The thought of going and doing this terrible thing to them actually might crack me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and that changes right away. That changes the energy. Let's, let's the anger go. Yeah, so you don't have to act it out, but you can entertain those thoughts yeah. and and feel that that does feel like a relief. relief. This feels a little better than that last one. So knowing that you feeling. have to climb this gui- emotional guidance scale, 
it will make sure if you have it in your mind, it will make sure that you don't get stuck in one area. Yes, yes. I have to climb the next level. And knowing that you climb incrementally, one step at a time, that's the part that helps. You can't jump from depression to joy. No way, no way. And when you try, you fall back, and then you have negative messages to yourself. I'll never be able to get out yeah, of this Yeah, I hole. can't do this. I tried this it. Ridiculous. I already tried it. I've done work. everything. Yeah. yeah, all those well, messages. Well, when we get back from break, uh, I want to ask about relationships where people just say, and this is happening all over the place now, is I'm just bored. Mm. I'm bored. And what, what's the underlying reason behind just being bored in a relationship? You are listening to The Good Intention Show, sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation and unitedintentions.org a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions one intention at a time. And we're back. And again, if you'd like to call in, uh, 646-668-8246, dial 1-646-668-8246. So you're seeing that all over the place. Everyone, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. And I, or, or they I love the line that not one of us knows enough to be bored. <laughs> <laughs> You know. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. So what is, what is the under-masking? Well, we're usually not doing our inner work because life is amazing. It's amazing in a million different ways, and we ignore that. We ignore that. Um, and it's because we're not tapped into that place of love inside. When you really can, again, I can't recommend enough doing your daily meditations, even if it seems so subtle and you will notice subtle changes constantly from the time you start. And the more you tap into that place and activate it and it gets stronger and bigger, first of all, that's the only place where you feel true safety, which is what in a lot of male-female relationships or even female-female and male-male, what a lot of people are looking for in the other is safety. And so... But and really, is there anything safe? No, that's what, nothing outside of you is safe. It can't be. It can be changed at any moment, taken from you in any moment. Impermeable. And, and, and you're not secure when you're depending on someone outside of you to make you feel safe because they're going to screw up at some point. Yeah. You know, they're going to have a bad day and not be there for you. Right. And that's why when you get it from inside, you can deal with your partner having a bad day and not being there for you right. because you carry it with you. But the other thing is when you grow that love inside of yourself, and this can happen all along while you're in a relationship, you're doing this and, and it's coming stronger, stronger, stronger. When, you go, when I go out in the world, I really am that love inside of myself. I've worked on it my whole life and I know that's who I am and what I manifest. And all of life that way becomes so meaningful and wondrous and amazing and Every encounter feels like it has purpose to it because you're emanating this love and it's touching people everywhere you go, whether they know it or not. And you, it starts getting exciting. One of my favorite things when I go to the supermarket is just saying something to the checkout person or the person that we bump into each other in the aisle, literally, yeah. and, and then watching like when you're in that place, you're always at the right place at the right time. And usually what comes out of your mouth is exactly the right thing. Well, it always is the right thing if you're really connected. 
And, and then what you get to see is the light come into somebody else's eyes as you touch their heart. And they don't know what happened, but I get this constant fulfillment of seeing that happen. I know I touch the love in them and help them feel better in this moment, you know, and that then they treat the next person better that they are in touch with because they feel better. Or at the, the, the very best thing is that somebody else is already there and you're just reflecting it back and forth to each other and it just feels magnificent. And that's the highest place you can be in a relationship with someone where you're both in that loving place and then all the, you'll never be bored when you're in that place with someone else. You're just like, isn't this great? Isn't life grand? Yeah. You know, and then you guys. And, and you play off on each other. Yes, and you take it higher. And that is the true relationship, the synergy yeah. of the highest place a relationship can go is a synergy where the two of you, each one of you separately is connected to love. And when you come together, it's. On a positive way, it's kind of like nitro and glycerin. It's called the ultimate relationship. I read years ago, um, and you, you, I'm sure you'll agree, but it was it was directed that when you're in a relationship, give everything to the other person. Give all your attention, your love, without expecting anything back. Give your uh, your 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 meaning, whatever they're doing. Get them stuff. Be always there unconditionally. Be that um, that forgiving tree, right? Forget fifty fifty. Yeah, you forget fifty fifty. Give hundred and fifty. Hundred fifty percent. Now the ultimate relationship is the other person is doing the same thing. Exactly. I'm only focused on you. So that would be the ultimate relationship. Both of you, this energy forces feeding into each other, giving everything they got to each other yes. because that's what they love to do. They want to completely focus on the other person. Well, it isn't. It also, you got to be careful there where you also want to keep your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you know what I mean. But you, but you wouldn't be able to give 100% if you didn't have your life in order. Exactly. You would only be able to give 50% And if or you don't 25%, have the love inside yeah, of you. You wouldn't be able to. That you, you wouldn't because that's when you're looking to the other person to fulfill the parts of you that are missing. Absolutely. And that never works. No, yeah. It just, you can't look for someone to fill a void inside of yourself. Absolutely. That yeah. just, that's why they, they usually go yeah. bad. You know, that's why I, I look at relationships more of experiment mental experiences in a sense, or at least a growth opportunity. Like Tolly talks about how it's really just helping each other grow consciously with it each other. It is. It's practicing yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this thing that we're talking about, growing ourselves spiritually inside and lovingly. So when you have two people that have done that and they come together, the synergy happens right. where when two people like that come together, what they are explodes and becomes Ten times more or more than that Absolutely. than either of them is separately. Sign me up for that one, Coach. Yeah, that's a I'm good, in. good, uh, good place I'm to in, be. I'm in, I'm <laughs> in. But no, that, really it's true because it comes down to that completely you couldn't give 100% of yourself unless you were... Unless you have 100% to give. give. And if you don't, then you know what? It's okay. It's You're, all right. That's where you are. You can still have a relationship. Yes. But you're just going to have a relationship at 75%. But you guys could be there together and then grow to grow up to 100%. Absolutely. That's what you're saying. There's, yes. there's no end to it. And then it's 150%. Yes. Then it's 300%. And it just gets grander and grander. You know, and I, I tell you, I'd love to have on the radio 
relationships that understand this concept. Yeah. And and just hear their talk and their dialogue with each other. Yeah. You know, maybe we could we could. That we would could, be a fun show to have to yeah. have actual if people that are willing. That's the We're trick. Willing and <laughs> willing and of course you know and authentic and at least sincere. You yes. know. And that's the other thing that's so important in a relationship. It, you must be honest with each other. Mm. You have to be because your vibration is everything. And your vibration consists of everything that you are. And if you hold things back, and this is what happens too, when you are looking like if someone's in a relationship because of safety, um, so they need that person to support them for them to feel safe. Well, when that's the case, then you have fear of ever screwing that part up. So if you think something's going to make that other person feel bad in some way, you fear they're going to take your safety away from you. So you're not going to be completely honest all the time. Right. And you'll think, well, if I don't tell an outright lie, some people are fine with telling outright yeah, lies, yeah, yeah, yeah. but other people excuse it by saying, well, I'm not lying, I'm just not saying it all. Right. But if you're not saying it all, you're not clearing your vibration on a regular basis. You're not being your authentic self. Exactly. And that's and then those things build. They go in anything that you're holding in and not expressing is inside of you and it builds and builds and builds and for you it can create it'll create stress, tension, eventually illness. But for the other, it creates this uncomfortable feeling like Something doesn't feel right here. And that's when that little finger gets inside of your relationship and starts breaking it down. Right. Because something doesn't feel right. They ask you, what's going on? Something feels weird here. You say, oh, nothing. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. And then they, they just lie of them all. Yeah. And then they think, uh, oh, am I crazy? I, something's wrong here, you know? And so then both people start doubting themselves, and it just throws everything off the rails eventually with too much of that. Yeah. Well, it's it's amazing how that happens and how we allow it to happen so often. We're not even aware of it. Even when, like, say you're, you really got to be in touch with that emotional aspect of understanding this level of relationships to really make it work mm-hmm. within, in another relationship who's, who's in touch with their emotional aspect of it because it comes down to the feelings. Yeah. Oh, everything does. You know? Because if you're not, if you're just on an intellectual level of understanding, you could easily be distracted and, and taken off task. Yes. And then before you know it, you just forgot all about it. Yeah. But when, you're, when your mind is in sync with your body mm-hmm. and it's flowing and you're aware of it, like you said, every day you're involved in it. You're going to the cash register and you're saying these things to these other people because you're in the flow. That's when you're able to come home you had a bad day or a great day, it doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. and you could just right then just jump right back into your relationship to get that deeper, deeper, you know, appreciation of each other because mm-hmm. you're focusing on the positive. You're focusing on what you truly love about each other from the beginning, mm-hmm. and you're just reminding yourself and you're reminding each other what's most important in the relationship at this point. Yeah, I could, I could nitpick about the hair in the sink, or I can nitpick about, right. um, you know, you're not taking the dog out, or you know, not washing the dishes. But it's really what's most important here. Yes, or I can think about this is the person I most love to share my thoughts with. Right. This is the person I think about when something happens out there in the world. They come right to my mind, and I can't wait to tell them about it. Right. You know, and start looking at that. Then you'll get more of that happening. Right. God, it, it seems so easy, doesn't it? Doesn't it seem so easy? <laughs> well, yeah, in theory, it it is. And in reality... It gets easy because it feels so darn good. Right. 
<laughs> it really does. Makes and me want to go out and just fall in love right now. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to go, ladies. And another yeah, thing, if you want to create this relationship, right. um, again, you cannot skip over the inner work on yourself Absolutely. and the self-love. So you've got to be doing that the whole time. But another part that you can do uh, instead of thinking what's going to go wrong and I have to pro- don't ever think I have to protect my heart. I mean, people do. That's what we do, especially if we had a past relationship where we were hurt and almost who hasn't. Right. Um, then you try to make the next person responsible for making that OK. It's like I heard it once said it's like you bought a car that was a lemon. And then you go to the, every car dealer thereafter, you go to them and say, listen, you need to give me thousands of dollars off of this because my last car was a lemon and you need to make that right. <laughs> and that's what people do in relationships a lot of the time. So you got to clear your heart of the past. This person is not that person. Don't bring that past stuff with you. Don't be telling this person all the crappy relationships you've ever had. That usually doesn't work out well. No, yeah. So, But what you can do is take from every past relationship the good things and say, I like this part about this person. I like this part about this person. Put them all down on a piece of paper. I would like a person that has a lot of these parts all together. And then you look at that and you start imagining your life with that person, imagining what those conversations feel like. The feeling is everything. How do I feel with this person? I feel you want to feel like yourself. You want to feel like I can say whatever comes up and it's safe with this person. This person is so centered in themselves and so much themselves that they are fine with any part of me that I need to be. And I am the same way with them. I'm not threatened in any way. I allow myself to be my full self and I allow them to be their full self. And imagine scenarios. Imagine what it feels like with you wake up and that person's next to you in the bed, immediately having this warm sensation flow through you like, oh my God, I love looking at him there. You know, I love knowing our day is out there. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know we're going to share it. You know, at the end of the day, we're going to come together and talk about our conversations we had. And, and it's really a reflection of yourself, if you think always, about it. It always is. And, and it's just, it's, what, a, what a great feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when you get to that point, it's a true indication of how much you've really grown within yourself. Yes. I mean, that's the telltale when right you, there. The more you, life is always reflecting to you who you really are yeah. inside. Have a wonderful Thanks day. So Thank you. You have been listening to The Good Intention Show on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Be sure to log on to unitedintentions.org a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions, one intention at a time. Have a wonderful day, and until next time, live life with intent. The views and opinions expressed by Angel Heart Radio hosts, guests, co-hosts, and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.